So we got Aaron, we got Carl, and Steve's going to finish off. Come on, let's give Aaron a big hand right now as he comes to minister. God got this, right? So let's pray. Thank you, Father, that the words we speak this morning will be an encouragement and a blessing for you people in Jesus' name. Amen. So I really thought, how could I share what happened the last year for us as a family here in New Zealand with you guys? Um, and I thought about it a little while the last days, and then I thought it could be good if I share three things with you I learned the last year. And I'm going to do this now. So I came with uh, Shalene, my wife, and our two kids, Jonah and Marlene, at the beginning of the year to um, come to Equipus College. Um, but before that, um, we went to the Bible College in Denmark for half a year. So my first thing I've learned is options are good. So turn to your neighbor and say, options are good? <laughs> okay, before we came, um, we had three options for our next step. So we went to the Bible College in Denmark. Um, to get some reorientation and in the end of that time um, we made a decision to go deeper in our relationship with God and to just go our next step um, but then we had three options we could either go to Berlin or to London or to Auckland New Zealand I know for most of you it's probably not a hard decision but for us it was um, so we asked God and we said like God we want to hear from you just let us know where to go but we didn't hear anything so we went to our leaders and we asked the leaders, hey leaders, um, where should we go? Could you recommend anything? And um, of course the leaders are mature and wise and they said, you know, the blessing is on you and not on where you go. <laughs> we know it's right, but at that time that's not what we wanted to hear. We wanted to hear clear. So Shalene and I decided to take a week to pray and then on Sunday um, meet and write on a piece of paper each one of us a town and then show it to us and if it's the same one we go there right so we did we prayed we met on Sunday um, and uh, we showed us we, we wrote a town on the piece of paper we showed the paper on mine was London and on Shalene's was Auckland <laughs> so again uh, we couldn't just clearly hear but at that time we really felt um, hey if God doesn't speak clearly to us, maybe it's just on us to make a decision. And I'm going to share this point um, this morning um, because God has put it in my heart. And I really feel that some people are sitting here um, that they have to know that sometimes some people are sitting here. They know that they're ready for the next step, but they have too many options. And they think, oh, if God is not speaking clearly to me, how can I move? But let me tell you, um, we just made the decision and we moved. And it has been the best year um, for us so far. So yeah, let's be encouraged. And yesterday I read a quote of Pastor Stephen Furtick that fits perfectly there. It was, to know who is with you is more important than to know where you're going. So that's, that's the first point. So options are good, right? Second point is um, the blessing is on the other side of obedience. So now we knew that we're going to go to New Zealand and we knew that we're going to go to Equipus College and me um, studying there. But then we had two other options. The option was, am I going to do the first year program or the second year program? The certificate or the internship? 
And I was actually ready to do the internship, and I thought, oh, no, just skip the first year, we do the second year. And this time, I heard God speaking. And this time, it was just a whisper, but I felt God saying, oh, Aaron, um, go step by step. You do the first step, and then you do the second step. So after a little bit of a fight with myself, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I applied for the first year program. And let me tell you this, this has been the best decision ever. It has been such a blessing because the year at Equippers College really allowed God to relay foundations and to build something on these foundations um, for what we're going to do next. And so the year we experienced here, to sum up in one word, is favor. We really experienced God's favor here. After a couple of weeks where we just had a hard time to find accommodation, um, so we stayed in the hostel, and then, thank you, Pastor Steve and Christine, we stayed at their place. What a blessing. Um, we, we moved into a house in St. Helias, which is, I mean, you probably know, pr pretty nice area. And in August, we moved into another house. It was double the size, cheaper, with a huge deck, with sea view, 200 meters to the beach, and a pool in the back. Isn't that, isn't that great? So we really experienced God's blessing on our life. Um, and I believe that really because we said yes and we were obedient when God was speaking to us. So first point, uh, options are good. Second point, blessing is on the other side of obedience. And the third point I want to share is um, probably the biggest. Faith will bring you further than you think you can go. Coming as a family... Um, with no, we had no real plan. We decided really short notice that we actually come. And um, we had finances until July, until after shout, and we had no idea how, how we're gonna do it. Um, and we had no real strategy. Um, and we came to several points as a family where we said, okay, we're ready to go back to Germany actually, um, to leave New Zealand as wonderful as it is and to go back. Um, but each time we came to this point, um, we felt like really in our hearts, that we should just believe that God wants us here and that's where he wants us to be. Um, so when my faith was a little bit low, then Shalene would encourage me and the other way around. And so we really believed. And each time we really thought, okay, that's it. We have to go home. God came through with his blessing. Um, we got a job. We got financially blessed. Um, uh, worked for the church. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so really seeing, we could literally see over the year how our faith grew like it was really growing while we were walking and the thing is in two days um, we're going to Germany um, to plant Equippers Munich and this yeah. <laughs> amen <laughs> this is so amazing because when we came we actually had no clear vision or no direction the only thing we knew is that we're gonna do this next step and that we want to go deeper but we had no vision and no real dream. But as we leave now, we leave with a real vision for Equippers Munich and for Germany. And we leave with a lot of dreams in our pockets. Um, God really showed us here to dream big again. And um, we leave with a conviction um, that wherever we go, God is with us. And so, um, yeah, three points. Um, options are good. Blessing is on the other side of obedience. And faith will bring you further than... Um, you think you can go. And the last thing I want to share is um, when I talked to Pastor Sam about um, Equippers Munich for the first time, a few days later, I was really overwhelmed a little bit, and that was really way too big for me, to be honest. So I went to the park with my Bible, and I sat down, and literally, that's what I said to God. I said, God, what do you want from me? Is it 
Equippers Munich that you want us to do. And um, suddenly in my head appeared a scripture, Joshua 14.9, and maybe it's up on the, on the screen. And this scripture says, it's um, Caleb talking to Joshua and he reminds him on a promise Moses made. And it says, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. And yeah. <laughs> give it up for God. And so that's really a confirmation for us to go and um, to make a decision, God, we want to follow you wholeheartedly. We want to go back to Germany and we want to give everything we can do. And we know that you are with us. And as we follow you wholeheartedly, that you're going to move on our behalf where we go. So really, let this be an encouragement for you and a blessing for you. And um, thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. How are we doing, church? Do you know I haven't been in a morning service here for four years? So, hey, for all of you that don't know who I am, um, you're like, oh, who's that guy? He's going to Topo or something cool. He hasn't even been in church. I've never seen him before. Um, I'll just give you a little bit of background. I, I moved to Auckland from Kaitaia as a 17-year-old. Yeah, woo, Kaitaia. Um, um, so I am... Uh, graduation class of 2005 Bible College, that's going back a few years, um, and I have been uh, the youth pastor here at Equippers Auckland uh, a few years ago, and me and my wife and two kids, we're currently on the North Shore, um, serving under Pastor Matt Gregory, which has been just an incredible journey for us, um, because we've always known the call of God in our life is to, um, is to go outside of our own comfort zone and who we are as people but also to pursue other people, um, because I know that that's what the heart of God is, to pursue other people. His, his heart is for people. So um, this morning, I just want to quickly share a, a revelation that I've got on, which I pretty much based my whole yes around this whole thing around Topol, because um, yeah, it was a hard decision for me, not, not so much about living on mission, but about moving my whole family to a place called Topol, which um, some of you are like, man, that place is beautiful, which it is. But it was a hard decision for me. So I just want to start with a scripture. It's uh, Luke 5, 4 to 11. So if that's going to come up on screen. And um, this is a well-known scripture, a scripture that we've heard in church. For, I've heard for most of my life growing up in church. But for, for me, just going on this new mission, on this new journey, this, this scripture really spoke to me. Um, it says in verse 4, this is Jesus. He was preaching to a crowd that just gathered um, and he pushed out on a boat. He said, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deep and let down your nets for, uh, to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners uh, in on the boat in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. I think that's just incredible. Uh, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh Lord, please leave me, I'm such a sinful man. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. 
from now on you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. And I, I read this sort of scripture now and it makes sense in a sense that I'm actually leaving a place to go to another place, you know. But I think mission isn't necessarily where you're going to in terms of places, in terms of geography, but it's actually a mindset change. It's actually something that happens in your mind. When you're on mission, it's not so much, hey, these guys are going overseas and I'm going to Topol. It's actually a mindset change that, no, I've committed my life to Jesus. I've committed everything that I am to actually go forth on this thing called mission. So therefore, it doesn't matter if we're going somewhere and you're staying at work. You leaving your house and going to work is a mission field. It's actually going from that mindset of going, oh man, Monday morning, I gotta wake up. For me, it's 10 past five usually on a Monday morning going to work. Yeah, and it's hard sometimes, but when you wake up with a sense of mission going, man, God, what does today look like? What does today look like? So I look at the scripture and in verse four, it says, uh, Jesus said to Simon, now go out where it's deep. And it's for, for my first point, it's, it's important to hear what God is saying. It starts in that scripture of saying, Jesus said to Simon. Imagine if, if Simon just said, yeah, yeah, we've heard it all before. I've heard that sermon before many times. I've sat in that seat, you know. This Sunday I actually turned up and someone was sitting in my seat. It was quite hard. I had to sit on this side. I usually sit on that side. You know, we, we go through the motions of church and, and we sort of, it sort of catches us off guard, guard sometimes, but actually God wants us, wants to catch you off guard. He actually, you turn up and sit in the same seat and you turn up at the same time, sort of, I won't even say because it might offend some people. Um, but you know, you, there's this routine about church. Man, God doesn't like routines that much. I've found in my life, yeah, routines are good to stick to, but man, God wants to shake you up a little bit. I felt like in the past five months that I've been upside, flipped everywhere. It's sort of like everything in my pockets has fallen out. Everything that I thought I held onto was like, okay, cool. And God's saying to me, blank canvas. I'm like, I hate blank canvases, seriously. When I'm looking at it, like, come on, God, like, I've been in, in Auckland for 13 years now. I've done all these things, God. Just, you know, keep me in the safe areas of life. That's where I wanna be. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. But God's got a funny way of just like flipping you upside down, you know? And, and you know what it's like because you walk into church and Pastor Sam walks past you and you're like, ooh, I don't wanna talk to him. He might send me somewhere. Because that's the nature, that's the nature of our church though. That is the nature of our church. We're not for ourselves. We're, we're a church about other people. We're a church that's forcefully advancing and the, the forceful take it by force, amen? That's what church is about. That's, if you wanna be comfortable in life, just go somewhere else. Go to a knitting club or something, you know? There's plenty of places out there that you can be comfortable, but hey, life is about mission, right? I think this morning I'm just here to shake you up. I'm here to sort of just give you a, a godly slap around the face and say, come on, live on mission. Because I'm, I'm, I'm living on mission now, so you have to too, all right? That's my sort of mission, all right? Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the scripture. Oh, I've literally got no time running out, so, uh, what, 45 minutes or something I've got, so sweet. Um, 
So verse 4, just pull apart the scripture really fast if, you want, if you're taking notes. In verse 4, uh, we're still reading Luke 5. So it says, I, I wrote down, it's important to hear where God is leading you. And then verse 5, if you, don't, uh, if you do things in your own strength, you'll be exhausted. See, Simon's response was, hey, we've done this all night and we didn't catch anything. Have you noticed that when you do things in your own strength, your response to God changes? Not so much, oh God, you're so worthy. It's like, hey, we did that before and it didn't work. Your response, that's why mission is a mindset. It's not so much about where you're going, but it's the changing your mind to actually act on mission, be on mission in everywhere that you are part of, amen? Verse six, it says, other people will be blessed because of your obedience. See, see God, uh, Simon and and Peter, they're actually in the boat. Simon and Peter. Simon in the boat, and, and they've got so much, so much fish. Yeah, same person if you know your Bible. Um, <laughs> schizophrenic people, I don't know. Um, but here's the thing. The, the catch was so big that they couldn't actually handle it themselves. They had to get other people. Other people had to be blessed because of them listening to God. So what is... Who is gonna be blessed on the other side of your obedience? Who is actually gonna be blessed because of what you have, are currently carrying? And if you actually respond and say, oh, we did that last night, God, and we didn't catch anything, man, people aren't gonna be blessed. At your workplace, when you're actually obedient to God, they're gonna be blessed because you're there. Amen? Some people, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, and then, there was a thought that I was, I was listening to a um, podcast and, and this thought came out to me and it, it literally hit me in verse 10. Um, and and it, it talks about the size of the catch that they got, the size of the catch. And I was like, man, God, these guys are, these guys are fishermen. They caught that much fish, they're sorted for life. They literally don't need any other source of income for the rest of the year, for the rest of their life maybe, because that's how much fish they caught. And they could have thought, man, easy as, I'm gonna be so confident, I'm gonna be so comfortable, life's just gonna cruise by now, thanks Jesus for blessing me. But actually, Jesus flips it up again and says, hey, yeah, you caught all that fish, but how about you drop everything and come follow me? I don't know about you, but in my work at the moment, I just paid off my student loan, which is a blessing, whoop, whoop. But I was currently like in a place of finally, yes, I'm getting past the minus and going into, into zero and then going further. And I'm like, come on, God. That was, a, that was the fish coming to me. That was like the, yes, finally, the blessing of God is gonna flow so amazingly. And then God's like, cool, now come follow me. <laughs> now come follow me. But, but there's a difference. See, you can either live day to day, this is the thought I got off a podcast, not my own thought, but it changed my life, seriously. You can live the day to day with the fish that God has given you, or you can live under Jesus and live in the favor of God, and actually live in the slipstream of what God, the life that God has designed for you. And that revolutionized my whole thinking and my whole life to think, man, it's not just about getting the fish. This day I'm getting a couple of fish. This day I'm getting, oh, wow, God, you've just filled my whole boat and now I can bless other people. But it's just about being close to Jesus, being un in the boat with Jesus, having Jesus in your boat. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Um, I'm finishing up very shortly. <laughs> so fishing was their profession and the amount of fish that they caught could have lasted them 
however long time that they could have uh, eaten the fish for, given the fish away for. But they were called to follow Jesus. That was the thing that caught me off guard. And it was like, man, I can just live day to day in my workplace and just be, yep, getting fish, getting fish. Not that I'm a fisherman. Uh, installing cabinets, that's what I do. In, I'm a kitchen installer. Installing cabinets, installing cabinets doesn't sound the same as catching fish, but... Um, <laughs> You know, that could be me, and I could be getting money and paying off debt and blessing other people, but it's about the mindset of going, man, God, it's not just about installing cabinets. It's not just about catching fish. It's actually about being on mission, living on mission, being the mission. You are the mission. Some people like Aaron, I was in the same boat thinking, man, God, why don't you just, you know, I'll just drive down Queen Street and there's a billboard. Carl, this is what you're meant to do in your life. It's just so much easier that way. But it's not like that. It's almost like God trusts us enough to say, hey, you set your path and I'll bless you on the way. You know, that's the, that's the thing of being on mission. Amen? The thing with favor is it isn't fear. The thing with favor, it's not fear. When you're favored by God, man, people are gonna be like, man, it's not fear. He's, doing, he's getting all the good stuff. But man, when you're living under the mission of God and God... I don't know about you, but God made the fish, he made the sea, he made the world. So therefore, if he can sort of provide two boatloads of fish, there's so much more that he can do for us. We live under an open heaven. So so therefore, therefore, when we're living on mission under Jesus and with Jesus in our boat, there's endless possibilities of what God could do. So can I challenge you this morning? Don't just live from what God has said, but live from what God is saying. Because we can sit in church and hear last, last week's sermon and live from that, but actually, what's God saying to you day to day? What, what is God saying to you minute by minute? When are you saying thank you, Jesus, in every part of your life, not just to say thanks for grace and all those sorts of things? Can I challenge you this morning? What is God saying to you, not his, what has God said to you? Because if you're living off past revelation, We can just get stuck in a moment. We can get stuck in a place. But God is calling us to take the kingdom by force. We are actually forcefully advancing, as you can see. See, when I first came to Auckland, we were in the Mercury Theater. Last point. We were in the Mercury Theater, not even filling it 13 years ago. We were in youth in the upper theater with probably about 40 young people. And from me, from Kaitai, I was like, man, this is awesome, so huge, right? (laughs) But I remember standing in the upper theater praying that God would send buses, busloads of people down the Mercury Lane. We would fill the Mercury Theater with youth and we saw that. And now I'm standing here thinking this is a Sunday morning and we're in the town hall of Auckland City. Can you tell me that we're not on mission? Can you tell me that we're not living in the plan and the purpose for God? That you are part of His big plan, amen? Awesome, that's me, thank you. Please have a seat. Why don't we keep, uh, uh, put our hands together again, let's praise God for His goodness. Yeah. Yeah, this is indeed a doing of the Lord and it's marvelous in our sight. Can you please join me? Let's honor my brothers from Ghana, Pius and Emmanuel. These are your people. Wonderful. Wow. Uh, God bless you for your heart. And uh, 
first of all, I want to really um, show our appreciation to Pastor Bruce, um, Pastor Helen, Pastor um, Sam, Pastor Kathy, the leadership of this church for giving us an opportunity to avail ourselves to the work of God, to the service of the kingdom. It's so much of an honor to us, and we are very thankful. And I want to say a special thank you to uh, Pastor Steve. You've been a great mentor and a coach, and uh, God bless you so much. To our host, Mama Tupe, the Bakers, the Manus, the Connells, and Kara and Mark, those we stayed with hosting us for the past two years, you've invested so much into the kingdom. This has been an investment from everyone, and we know that this is a divine strategy being unleashed by God, and uh, what a privilege to be part of it. And to the church here and across the nations of the world, we want to say a big thank you. God richly bless you for what you are a part of and what you are doing. This morning, in as much as I want to share my journey here, and for that matter, the journey of my brothers, I really sense the Holy Spirit want to stir our heart to capture a burden of what is doing globally within our movement. So uh, I just want to share around that quickly. Um, over the weekend, there was this guy who I overheard. He got so excited. He was so excited about summer. It's summer. Oh, it's summertime. And I was like, wow, wow, summer. <laughs> because for me, coming from Africa, summer is my norm. <laughs> this is my norm. I, I experience summer 24-7 throughout the year. <laughs> so I, don't, I couldn't understand his enthusiasm. <laughs> but I felt God whisper something to me in that process that sometimes we can become so or the process, we can become so used to the norm that we forget the change of the season that when the season is changing we are not able to capture what is happening and then as a church sometimes we can become so used to or get so used to the norm that when god is orchestrating a global change and a global shift amongst us with us and through us we are not able to see it I, I really feel God is doing something globally. And church, God is calling us to wake up and see there is something going on. There is something going on with our lives, through our movement across the world. I like how Pastor Sam puts it. These are the days we used to pray for. These are the days we dreamed about. And we got opportunity to live in these days. But it's interesting that you can be living in these days and forget about what is happening. And miss it. And I think this morning, that's some of the, those are some of the things God wants to bring our mind to. Something is happening at Quipest Church. Something is happening. Something is happening with us across the world. I, 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 I was in prayer meeting this morning and Pastor Sam was leading us to pray for the nations of the world. And I had a thought, this line in the national anthem of New Zealand, God of nations. It's interesting. This is the only nation that I hear the national anthem that has a touch of God of nations. Because from this land, God wants to release and unleash a movement for the nations of the world. You know one thing? A couple of days back after Acts Conference, my brothers and I sensed the burden to pray. So we decided to meet over the 
next few weeks, uh, Friday nights to pray. One night I had a vision. It was an interesting vision. I saw an arrow fired from this place. And the arrow hit Ghana. That's in Africa. And immediately the arrow hit Ghana, the entire Africa continent was set ablaze. When I saw that vision, my heart leaped up. I knew that God is, this thing is not about Steve or Pius or Emmanuel planning a church. God is releasing a divine strategy. You know, when a country gained independence, and it's interesting, why any other country, but Ghana? Why no any other country? When our country gained independence, Africa, uh, Ghana was the first country in Africa to gain independence. And sometimes when you're in leadership, God will use your mouth to, to speak prophetically without you even knowing. The first president of our nation made a very interesting statement. He says, he says the independence of Ghana is meaningless until it's linked to the total liberation of the African continent. In a sense, he was just talking in light of political independence. But I believe that God has a strategy that through what we are doing in Ghana, God wants to take a city, influence a nation, and transform a continent. <laughs> and I believe God. People, this morning, I just want to invite us into the flow of God and the move of God for the season. The Bible says in Hosea 3 verse 5 that in the last days, people are going to be in awe. They are going to fear God because of his goodness. I like a, a particular trans, translation. Say, people will see so much of the goodness of God and they are going to fear. They are going to be in awe. And I look at the goodness of God being bestowed on us as awesome. I, I can't put to words what is happening in my own life. If I, the best language I can give it to, I think Paul, Apostle Paul made an expression in 1 Corinthians 126 that look at your calling. You are, so most of you, so remember my brothers, few of you were wise in the world's eye or powerful or worthy when God called you. So most of us will not meet the standard by, by man's calculations. But the goodness of God in this end time is calling anyone, whoever who is willing to step into the flow of God. And for me, my journey here has only taught me this key thing, that learning to say yes to God. When you learn to say yes to God, God initiates a journey with your life. The yes to God initiates you into deeper waters of trust. Gives you conviction for the journey. That no matter what happens, you know that all things work together for good because you love the Lord. Are you here with me, somebody? There is something. There is something about when God captures your heart on a mission, on a journey. You, you get perspective to the sacrifices and to the events and to the activities that happen around you. Many people talk to us and say, oh, look at your sacrifice. Look at how much you've spent. You've, you've left your wife. You've left your son. You've left so much. And you've come here for two years. And I understand, in the human sense, it is a big sacrifice. But when you understand you're on a journey with God, you gain perspective to things. You know what? thing? Time is gone. <laughs> Just a <minute. laughs> let, let, let's quickly here. Listen, let's, people, let's catch this. When your heart is given to God and you're on a journey with God, nothing is too much to give. 
Nothing is too much to give. And God is calling us, uh, people, I'm doing something with your life. Just say yes. Just say yes. I, 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 was, I, I, I had opportunity to do a few things. My brothers, they, they were, everyone was having good jobs. We had scholarships to do some further studies. Family life was going on. Things were, were really on the, on the high side for us. But God said, leave and come to New Zealand. Said, yes, Lord. I want you to go to Bible college. Yes, Lord. I want you to go home, get this ready and come back because I'm lunching. Yes, Lord. We want to start a church. Yes, Lord. It's all about yes. And sometimes you don't know where the journey is leading. But there are two things when you're on a journey with God. Confidence in God and humility before God. Humility because I don't know the way. I don't know what it may come along. I don't know the challenges or the situations or the circumstances that may occur along the line. But one thing is assured that I know who is with me. Confidence that God is with you on the journey. And God is calling us. God is calling us to start a journey. We are, we are on a journey as a church. And the journey is the best teacher. But as individuals, God is saying, can you see what I'm doing? Can you partner with my flow? Can you step into the flow of God? And I, I really sense this morning during prayer time that something unusual is going to happen within our church. People are going to catch burdens and visions of God in an unusual way. But so some people will come to you literally I feel God is sending me to this place to start a church. I, still, I feel God is starting something. And we are going to lose control of what, of, what, of what is happening. And one thing I see about the move of God is that men cannot control the move of God. You know, we are going to plant church in Ghana in a few uh, months' time. And because of some official uh, reasons, we, we are keeping a low profile on social media also. Now I get a call from a number of people my, in Ghana. This guy, I had a dream that you guys are starting a church. I want to come. Somebody from the northern part of Ghana said, I'm moving my family down south to Accra so that we start something. And, 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 and I'm like, I have not said this thing on social media. We are trying as much as possible to keep it controlled so that we will not trouble some people <laughs> wrongly. But, we were, we, we are, but God taught me something. We are trying to control the move of God. The move of God cannot be controlled. The Holy Spirit has gone ahead of us already. Starting things in that place. I want to challenge you. We are in a move, people of God, as an end. I like what Apostle Paul says in Romans 8, 28. He says, and we know. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. It's not saying we are assuming. It's not saying we are trying. It's not saying we are giving this in a thought, maybe to work. It says, we are convinced. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Whatever your journey may be, whatever our journey may be as a, as a church, we are on a journey to reach the world for God. David said, send us around the world with the news of your saving power and your internal plan for mankind, those prayers they were praying in the Bible, we are the fulfillment. And God is sending us. Let's stretch our habitation, enlarge the place of our habitation. Lengthen our calls, more connections. I like what he says in Isaiah 54. He says, spare not. No city is too small. No city is too big for us. No, no family is too small for us. No family is too big. Wherever God sends you, a yes for God, a yes to God is all you need.
Confidence before, confidence in him and humility before him. It's what has taken us through these two years. And we know this is just the beginning. As God launches us today, I know there is a strategic release of God's divine plan for my continent. And I welcome all of us to be a part of what he's doing in our world. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious unto you. God bless you so much. Amen.